Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's the landlord, John Robbins, here with the lovely Robin Allender and also author, comedian, performer, writer, Adam Kay. Adam, it's a pleasure so far to furnish your dream pub. We're going to get back into it very soon, but we have the very small matter of these floating and sinking tenterhooks, Robin. Thanks, John. Yes, it was all about fruit. Does it float or does it sink? Question one was lemons, Adam. So I've, I think I'm confident here. Yeah. Because there was a thing up in the Edinburgh Festival maybe five years ago where there would be on the counter of a pub, there'd be a jug of water mm. and a sign that said, if you can balance the coin on the lemon, yeah, you would keep all of the coins in the thing. And I'm pretty sure the lemon was floating. So I'm saying that's a floater. <laughs> Yeah, John? Yes, Adam's absolutely right. And I can't believe I didn't think of it in those terms because the Highbury Vaults in Bristol has this very thing with an incredibly, not passive-aggressive, a genuinely aggressive sign. (laughs) A lot of the signs in the Highbury Vaults are quite aggressive, aren't they? They Basically, seeing off every potential moan or complaint you may have about the game because it is impossible to do. Is it impossible yeah. Is it like the hanging for like 100 seconds on the bar? Yeah. It's like the human body can't, the human lemon can't do it. That's not to say that someone hasn't accidentally managed to find the one nanometer where it is possible. But what happens is when you put weight on a lemon, you change the level at which it becomes buoyant. So it always writes itself. So it will mm. always spin. It has to. It will always oh, spin. I see. Yeah. It's a great money making scheme. Yeah. It's a bit like Bitcoin. It's a a bit like me. (laughs) I mean, that works for me who doesn't understand Bitcoin. Me neither. I don't know why I said that. Let's go move on to uh, sticking with citrus. Limes, Adam. I think limes limes are denser and you wouldn't have said lemons and limes if they both floated. So it's got to sink. John? Well, I've gone the opposite approach to the reasoning. I've thought that the lemon and lime, the lemon and lime are... They're the same thing. 
They're brothers <laughs> from another mother, so they yeah. must both float. No, limes sink. Adam's what? Got it right, yeah, yeah. Limes sink, they are more dense. So, yes, they, they sink. Interesting. Three is pears, Adam. This is my least confident of the five, but I think they they sink. I think they do. They're a stodgy fruit, aren't they? They are stodgy, yeah. I'm going to pursue the reasoning that so far seen me lose a point, but the pear is is the apple's husband. <laughs> so you can bob for apples. So yeah. The pear is the apple's Well, that, this is it. You can't bob for ah, pears oh, because no. pears sink. But I don't know whether to actually give you both points. <laughs> Because my girl, I told my girlfriend about this about five minutes before we started this, and she said she thinks pears do float because when you poach pears, they always seem to float. But they've changed their they've changed their molecular structure at that point. Yeah, yeah, you've heated them. But what I found out on the internet today was you can bob for apples, but you can't bob for pears because the low gas content of the pear can't compensate for the weight of the rest of the fruit. But, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I think we've got to go with Google. And also, you're never poaching a pear in water. You're probably poaching it in a denser... Yeah. I should have specified water as well, actually, at the start. But anyway. Oh, yeah. And no, I, was, I, I, was I was thinking we were doing this in the Dead Sea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They all float on ice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what next? Bananas. Adam. I mean, a banana has to sink, doesn't it? It's just a big lump. John? A banana is nature's submarine, so <laughs> surely it has to sink. Apparently bananas float. No way. Ah. Yeah, yeah, bananas float. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting absolutely mauled here. Yeah, I don't think you can win now. Last one, grapes. Adam. I'm saying float, although I might be wrong, because what I'm thinking is there's the thing where if you want to cool down your glass of tepid wine but you don't want to dilute it with water, you can have some grapes in your freezer and you put them in, it cools it down and doesn't dilute. So they definitely float. Do they? Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've gone, I'm saying float. Float. Because also they're small and small things float, maybe. Mm. Ball bearings. Small stones, to quote Monty Python. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) John? I've gone sink for the humble grape. They do sink. They do. They do sink. Yes, very dense fruit, apparently. I really fell off at the end there, didn't I? Well, you you still won with well, uh, three points. But still, uh, <laughs> sort of, it wasn't it wasn't the the upward trajectory. I, I wanted to come from behind and steal a win. <laughs> no, you did very well. Three to John's two. Very well done, and thanks again to Alex for that brilliant suggestion. Right then, it's back to Adam Kay's pub it's a country pub scenario and uh, we've done the draft and the bottles and the cans what about your two spirits adam uh i like a spirit i found out relatively recently in the last five six years that if a rum is nice enough you can just drink it like normal people drink whiskey and it's not a like a sort of a secret uh, make of rum you can buy it in a supermarket there's this make of rum diplomatico oh yeah which is just dead nice and they've got different levels like sort of exclusiva or whatever and they're the top level diplomatico which is it's not an everyday rum but you know it's an everyday pub it's called ambassador Mm. and it's just delicious and it's sort of fruity like sort of dates you know like the sort of really Mm. rich 
sweet fruits and it's a bit spicy and it's just great and you can you can have it as a rum and coke or you can just put some ice in and sip it and uh, from a distance people will think that I can drink whiskey. <laughs> I do like the idea of sort of drinking in your house and knowing the quality of the drink based on what standard of the sort of diplomatic agency it falls under. Like, are you the ambassador? <laughs> are you the secretary to the ambassador? Are you a sort of commissorial? Do you have a commissorial role? Yeah. Just a charge d'affaires. Yeah, charge d'affaires. <laughs> so would you ever mix that one? Oh yeah, no, I, I do. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll mix it with, um, I mix it with coke, and or I'll make a um, dark and stormy, which is another high quality um, drink. Is that ginger beer or ginger ale? I, I don't know what the difference is. Uh, I think it's ginger beer. Yeah, I think it is. And a little bit of lime knocking around in there. Uh, what would be your second spirit? So I, I do need some vodka because I, I I'm going to attempt a vermouth. At, uh, no, sorry, I'm going to attempt a martini at um, at some point, which is a drink I'm new to. Mm. But um, don't to ruin my wild card. But it is very much required for a vodka martini. And so there's a there's a vodka I like called Black Cow, Ooh. which is just delicious. And it's it's made with milk, which sounds disgusting, mm. but Normal vodka's made with potato, and that also sounds disgusting. <laughs> so if we don't concentrate, it's quite, I mean, it is creamy, but I don't know if that's just psychological because it's called cow. It's got a picture of a cow. It says it's made from milk, but it's just, a, it doesn't have the sort of, sort of carpet cleaner uh, taste that sort of some, some vodkas do, but it's really nice. Uh, it's called Black Cow. Mm. Whenever I had very expensive vodka, which was probably three times in my life, I did find that the colder it was, the more you could taste the difference between cheap and expensive vodka, because at room temperature, they all just just felt so burny. But actually, if you put it in the freezer for an hour, I mean, that just sort of makes it feel a bit smoother anyway. But that did heighten the, the sort of creaminess of the more expensive ones. Yeah, there used to be a, a restaurant in South Ken called Wodka Wodka. And they, you know, they had sort of hundreds and hundreds of vodka. But when I was at medical school there, I couldn't afford any of them apart from Smirnoff. And so I might as well have had that in my in my flat. There's a restaurant in London called Bob Bob Rickard. Don't know if you've been there. They're famous for their champagne buttons they've got in their little bonquettes. But another thing about them, although I've not been there for ages, because they are, I don't know if I'm meant to be boycotting them. So just to be on the safe side, I've been boycotting them. Um, Because uh, it's like it's a sort of tactic, yeah. Russian, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's a bit Russian, the restaurant. Right. And it was, it was established by someone called Bob and someone called Rickard. But Bob put in twice the money that Rickard did <laughs> unexpectedly. Or Rickard like, dropped out of the, his commitment. Um, and so it's called Bob, Bob, Rickard. So Bob gets his name twice. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> at the start of the at the start of the menu, like as if you're like other places, you know, offer you the sort of prosecco with a bit of apricot in or whatever. It's a list of like a few different extremely cold vodkas, and you can yeah, it, it is nicer cold. And that was eating there when that place opened. Um, it was the first time I was like, oh, vodka can taste different, not just like the you know, the one that's 
flavoured with watermelon or something like actual. And I could I could suddenly understand why you know people might you know their their oligarchy parties sort of be <laughs> necking shots of vodka. Why would you have vodka? It's horrible. But no, it's, it turns out nice. Lovely stuff. So black cow vodka, diplomatico ambassador. In terms of sort of getting a sense of what this pub is going to look like. So it's a country pub. Does that mean, you know, muddy boots, dogs? Totally. The smell of beer battered fish and chips. Is it the full nine yards? Yeah, we, 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 we need all that. We need beams. Admittedly, the selection of alcohol is slightly surprising for the for, <laughs> yeah. for the uh, for the visuals, but I mean, that's I think that's even though I'm now out in the countryside. I with work I end up in London a, a fair bit, and just always I used to like a you know a lot a wine bar or a sort of a Soho pub, but now I don't know. It's just. I don't know, there's no space. I get the feeling that at your pub, there's going to be a petition by the sort of locals to have a saloon bar with their choices and leave the other half for sort of the the gentry who have moved out of London who want their sort of quite sort of executive spirits and caffeine-free Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. No, there's going, there's going to be a riot. At some point, this pub's getting burnt down. <laughs> I love the idea of going to a country pub and asking for a beer. And like, well, we've got Modelo Shandy or Bollinger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I want, I just, I, just, I need, a, I need a, like a, a squishy Chesterfield that's had, you know, 20,000 buttocks on it. And it's now sort of, <laughs> totally, you know, it's... Yeah, you know, it's uh, that's that's what I want, and some nice old uh, the table that's too heavy to you know you try and move two tables together because there's four of you, but you can't because it's made of an entire oak tree and eight hundred kilograms of wrought iron. It's that pub. <laughs> well, we take a break from the potential schism in Adam Kay's dream pub to head to the Moon Underwater Library, Robin. <laughs> Thanks, John. Welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Library. I was very sad to hear the news of Martin Amos's death last week. On a sentence-by-sentence level, I think he was one of the most distinctive and brilliant writers this country has produced. His novels are superb, and so is his non-fiction, particularly the memoir Experience. Anyway, it's London Fields in the pub library this week, because much of the novel is set in the deeply unpleasant and thankfully fictional pub, The Black Cross on the Portobello Road. And in this scene... The wealthy banker Guy Clinch is embarking on a spot of class tourism and visits the Black Cross and is received by the monstrous darts-playing criminal Keith Talent. So here we go. Here's a bit of, here's a bit of London Fields. Keith was the key. Keith and his pub charisma. Keith was the pub champ. The loudest, the most booming in his shouts for more drink, the most violent in his abuse of the fruit machine, the best at darts, a darts force in the Black Cross. Now plainly Keith had to do something about Guy, who is far too anomalous to be let alone with his pub anti-charisma. Keith had to ban him, befriend him, beat him up, kill him. So he pouched his darts one day and walked the length of the bar. Regulars were wondering when it would happen leaned over the pinball table with an eyebrow raised and his tongue between his teeth, and bought Guy a drink, the hip pocket, the furled tenors. 
Keith's house had many mansions. The whole pub shook with silent applause. Cheers, Keith. After that, Guy belonged. He sailed in there almost with a swagger and summoned the barmen by name, God or Pongo. Now Guy could sit in a damp pocket of pub warmth and watch. Really, the thing about life here was its incredible rapidity, with people growing up and getting old in the space of a single week. Like the planet in the 20th century, with its fantastic coup de vieux. Here in the Black Cross, time was a tube train, with the driver slumped heavy over the lever, flashing through station after station. Guy always thought it was life he was looking for, but it must have been death, or death awareness, death candor. I found it, he thought. It is mean, it is serious, it is beautiful, it is poor. It fully earns every compliment, every adjective you care to name. God, that's so good. Great, it's great, isn't it? Really, really <laughs> He's good. so good. Yeah, it was just very, very sad to hear of his death. I just think, with, with the novels, you can just open them at any page, and there's just an amazing sentence, I think, with Martin Amis, you know? Also, you can kind of, you can hear his influence just through the names of the characters on, like, it's so Chris Morris, it's also very Toast of London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith you know, Talent. Guy yeah. Clinch and Keith Talent. <laughs> yeah. They're very silly as well, you know, for such, you know, he's, he's a comic novelist. But that idea that what you, you think you're looking for life in alcohol, but actually find you're looking for death, it's, that's very, that's very, that's a deep flourish at the end wonderful mm. sentiment yeah yes lovely to see martin amos here in the moon underwater pub library we also have a jukebox adam and we'd like to invite you to uh, select an album to add to the moon underwater pub jukebox on cd if possible on c i can i yeah, it's, it's definitely available on cd i bought it on cd it was, you know, it's trite to say that we're all sort of influenced our favorite albums are the ones that we grew up with this i can't see Anyone disagreeing with this, to be honest? 1995, different class pulp. Mm. Oh, what a delight. Just absolutely wonderful. And not just great tunes and not just, you know, the famous pulp hits, but it's just poetry in there. And uh, I love pulp. It's the band I've seen most live ever. And then when I adapted This Is Going To Hurt for, uh, for the BBC, couldn't believe it when Jarvis agreed to do some original soundtrack for it. Oh, wow. What a moment. Yeah. I think part of me was being slightly trying to be too cool for school when I was sort of pulp over Blur and Oasis. But the older I get, the more that they really speak to my childhood as much as teenage years, more than Blur and Oasis did. They just sort of, I think, captured the awkwardness of of early teenage life. Yeah, exactly. It's the outsiderness that he lent into, you know. The songs about relationships or about the fucked up relationships or the failed relationships or the yearned for relationships that you shouldn't ever, you know, embark upon. Whereas, you know, Oasis and Blur are just, they're just, you know, talking about normal people and their normal lives. Are you going to see Pulp this year on the reunion? Obviously. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, I just think they're absolutely magnificent and, um, yeah, shuffles onto my, you know, Apple Music, as I use for some reason, uh, rather than Spotify, but any time it comes on, it's a happy moment. A 
delight to have Pulp here on the Moon Underwater pub jukebox. That's going to get an awful lot of airplay. Uh, we now come on to your wild card, Adam, which you alluded to earlier. What are you going to have? So I'm going for vermouth. I don't know enough about vermouth to choose a specific one. They probably all taste the same. So I'm new to the world of the vodka martini. Mm-hmm. And this is an unnecessarily showbiz story. It's not, I mean, as someone who writes books, when I was writing my, you know, first books, you know, I sent copies to everyone to say, can you blurb for it? That's part of the part of the process. And now I'm one of the people who gets sent books and if they really want to bribe you and make it hard to say no they send you like some some treats which is you know quite often like a a shortbread biscuit with the you know a sort of uh version of the front cover on it or something and stanley tucci sent a handwritten note saying i've got this book coming out i think it's called taste and was very good and it came with a hamper which was <laughs> his perfect martini. And he supplied wow, wow. the vodka and the vermouth and the olives, the Pirello olives, and the shaker and the glass and the exact instructions of how to do it. Because I'd previously just thought that a martini was just like, like drinking meths or something. It was just very, very painfully vodkery. But turns out, if you use the right stuff and you make it according to quite specific instructions then it's just really really delicious i'd like the option of having it in my pub but in a hotel bar scenario it's not only nice but also makes me look more sophisticated than i am and i guess all all of the quotes on his book were complete gibberish absolutely no sense oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's just very very (laughs) this book is very blurry was my was my quote or just like taste so this is delicious a delicious drink (laughs) someone told me the the other day which i hadn't realized is the reason that james bond says you know shaken not stirred is that he's an alcoholic and he just needs the martini as quickly as possible. Don't bother fucking around with making it properly. Just give it a give it a quick shake and that'll do. Oh, wow. So when people try to be, you know, fancy and say, well, they prefer it shaken or whatever, they've misunderstood what Fleming was, was getting at. Hmm. Or someone lied to me, which is the other option. Just wondering how much quicker it would be to shake and not stir. Well, if you follow Stanley's recipe, there's about five separate and then another micron of vermouth and then another stir and then anti-clockwise and it's, it's quite a process. I just always found the process of making cocktails in my own house so exciting for the first one and then sort of just more and more depressing as the evening went on when you just paid less attention to detail. Yeah. You had less tools at your disposal because they're sort of... There's ice melting in the bottom of the shaker. The sort of the lemon wedge. You're running out of lemon, so you're sort of cutting thin. It just always felt... And then you go back into the kitchen, and there's just this sort of mess everywhere, and you end up just having a pint of gin and lime juice. Yeah, no, exactly. It's the, you, <laughs> the equipment for a cocktail uses up the full top level of the dishwasher. Yes, yeah, yeah. And none of it quite fits in the prongs. No, no it doesn't. It's not designed for that. 
But superb choice, uh, Vermouth, as your wild card. And now, for our regular listeners, we head off for a little bit in time and space and all other dimensions to find out about Adam's dream pub companion. You can access this choice by subscribing on Patreon. Go to moonunderpod.com. But if you don't want to or can't, we'll see you back here very shortly. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, folks, what a time we've had. Oh, that was so fun. That was definitely the funniest <laughs> stuff we talked about. By a long way. It was the absolute diamond in the rough. Yeah, I just don't know how I can go on from that. It's just, <laughs> like, it just feels dirty. Post-orgasmic. Like, how do you, oh, I just want to go to sleep at this point. It was sort of an audiogasm, wasn't it? That um, dream pub companion. Have you seen Smokey Robinson's called his new album, Gasms? Yeah. <laughs> He's in his 80s. Yeah. I mean, fair play to him. Before we uh, recap on all of your choices, Adam, uh, we've got a couple of bits of business. Uh, first off, what are you going to bar from your pub? You're barred. I mean, this is potentially controversial. I'm going to ban customers. <laughs> right. Because they can sometimes just ruin it. And I've some of my favourite nights in the village pub that I'm trying to emulate have um, have just been me and the landladies. Yeah, I would say that the two things that have ruined my pub experiences the most have been Guinness that's too cold or badly poured or unavailable, and other people. Yeah, and I'm not going to touch the Guinness in any case. So you know, just square that off at the start. Business-wise. I realise there are issues, but I don't think we... I'm thinking in terms of the business plan at this stage. If I was, someone would have told me that you probably need to have some beer. Well, your financial advisor has has left the building, really. I mean, you are running this pub at a loss, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, this is, this is, this is chaos. This is my folly. And you're going to be throwing away sort of three-quarter 
full barrels of Bollinger <laughs> on a sort of weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and using and put, putting mixers in inordinately expensive rum. Yeah. So it's like, this, this makes no sense. Hurry up, please. It's time. So in your pub, you have Modelo Shandy and Bollinger on draft. You have Domaine Roblan Sancerre, caffeine-free Diet Coke. You have Diplomatico Ambassador, Black Cow Vodka, Different Class by Pulp on the jukebox, Vermouth as your wildcard for that all-important Stanley Tucci Martini. There are no customers here. And it's a country pub with all of the usual trappings, including the dog, who I think has just arrived. Yeah, the dog, the dog has arrived. Hey, shut up. Uh, but what are we going to call this pub, Adam? I think this is naff, but I don't care because I think I quite like it. Doctor's Orders. Nice. Oh, very good. That's good. And, you know, I would usually at this point encourage people to buy your book but i'm pretty sure in this instance everyone already owns a copy of this is gonna hurt they can they can buy my new book yes please tell us all about it it's fair to say it has sold less than this is going to hurt but so did michelle obama so i mean it's fine yeah. <laughs> um it's it's called undoctored and it's about medical school and about leaving medicine so it's like a prequel and a sequel to uh this is gonna hurt and i'm i'm taking that book up to Edinburgh this August. And more than that, I'm reading bits out of it uh, at the Pleasance all month. So, And I know I've really bigged up the concept of the medical school review already. So you two can experience that for yourself. <laughs> well, I will see you up there because I'm, I'm doing two shows in Edinburgh this year, just up the road from the Pleasance oh. in Just the Tonic's Nucleus venue. So people can do the double header. Do the double header, and we can find a, a mutually acceptable pub somewhere in between. Oh, there are many mutually acceptable pubs in Edinburgh. There really are. That is a great, great city for a pub. Well, folks, we thank Adam Kay for creating Doctor's Orders here with us in the Moon Underwater. It's now yours to take for whenever you need it the most. Adam Kay, thank you very much. Thank you. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like... You know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. 
a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, <laughs> yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs>